Hey y'all, welcome to Between Me and God podcast, a podcast that is passionate about teaching you how to grow your relationship with God, a relationship that is not by way of your mother, your father, your grandmother, your pastor, nobody, but how you can have a relationship directly between you and God. And today is going to be part two of eight things we can expect on our journey. Last week was so good. Hope you really enjoyed it. We really dove into the first four steps um, or things that we can expect on our journey as we are trying to fulfill the assignment that God has called in our lives. And I created this series because I genuinely feel like as a child of God, life isn't supposed to just be happening to me, but that the Bible gives us principles and patterns that we can pay attention to, to help us navigate and endure these seasons. Not that what we're going through may not still hurt or may not still be a lot to bear, but we can endure it knowing that we are going to see it through on our assignment. So that is what this is all about. Um, so hopefully you were able to go and check that first episode out. So I would suggest going back to that one so that you can be caught up. I will do a quick recap um, before we get started today. But I first want to um, invite you, um, ladies who are listening, um, invite you if you are looking for a community of women to help to grow and learn the word and to pray together and things like that, then definitely join us at Women Who Will Ministries. Um, you can find us at womenwhowillministries.org. Um, we are excited to have um, Bible studies throughout the week where there's different small groups that you can join into. And the idea is to bring convenience for you so that you can get into community, whether you're a part of a local church or not. We definitely encourage you still being a part of the local church. We are not here to replace the church, but this is to be able to, you know, really hold hold hands with other women of God throughout the journey, not just on Sunday. So definitely come join us there. But diving in, just a quick recap from last week on the first um, four things that we covered on what to expect in our journey. So we know we discussed that when we are intentional about um, seeing it through on our journey, that we can expect disruption will follow. And from that disruption, there will be an opportunity that we can dishonor or disobey God in private. So this is what we can expect. So we're going to be proactive about it when we know that we are finally going to do what God has called us to do. We can expect that there's going to be some disruption to come. Then we talked about being placed in a prison or dungeon season. Joseph, we're talking about the story of Joseph. Joseph, after um, after he was given the um, assignment to be head servant, at the, in the household, he went into the house to do his business. And that is when Potiphar's wife tried to come on to him and he didn't do it. So he did not dishonor his master, um, but he was still unfairly put into prison. But with that, the purpose of the prison is for us, is for God to bring us to a place of humility and dependence on him. So it is very intentional, this season that we are going to go through. And these are things that we can expect. We can expect seasons of imprisonment or dungeon. But what we dove into last week is that a dungeon is a underground prison cell at the bottom of a castle. And so we want to be sure that we understand that even in this prison or dungeon season, that you know that you are still in the kingdom, but there is intention and purpose that God has us in this place to, um, to really uproot and root the right things in us in this time. Okay. And so then the last thing that we began to touch on last week was that um, that everything Joseph touched, God still had to prosper. 
So there was still favor that he was experiencing even in this prison or this dungeon period where he was unfairly put there. So we are going to start out with that. And so the next point would be to expect favor for your journey to be prosperous. Okay, so we are going to expect favor. And so Genesis 44, it said, and the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them and he served them and they can, um, and they continue to season. So in this time where Joseph was in the prison, he still had a heart posture to serve. And we talked about that last week with, you know, we end up replacing the time that we're in this dungeon and we're supposed to be learning and serving. We ended up replacing that with complaining. And those two things can't coexist. So we're still complaining as we're in this dungeon season because we get wrapped up in fairness and the fact that we're there unfairly. But I harped on a little bit that fairness isn't biblical. We don't find that the stories, that the moral of the stories in the Bible are around fairness. And the ultimate example that we have of that is Jesus dying on the cross. He died a brutal death and he was with no sin. It ain't fair. So it isn't it isn't something that's biblical, but that typically is what's at the root. If we look at and evaluate our last few complaints, typically at the root of it, of a complaint is our desire to, to for things to be fair. Okay. So in this place, it said in, it said in Genesis 39, 23, that everything Joseph did, the Lord made it to prosper. When you look at, when I did a word study and I looked at what does prosper mean, in Hebrew, it means to push forward, to break out, to come mightily, to be good, to be, to cause, to be profitable. Okay. And so everything that Joseph did, the, the Lord made it prosper. When I then looked up, um, prosper. And I've, I mentioned in the last episode that the law of first mention is where you look and see the first time that God mentioned something in the Bible to see what his original intent for that thing was. And when I, the first mention of prosper in the Bible, the first occurrence is Genesis 24, 21, and it is in reference to a journey. Particularly in Genesis 24, 21 is when Abraham's servant was supposed to go out and to find the wife for the promised son, which was Isaac. And um, basically the servant was contemplating if the Lord had made his journey prosperous. So this is the first mention of prosper, which means that it, God's original intent for prosperity was for our journey. So he intends for our journey to be prosperous. Okay, so that's a that's a really important thing to remember, because remember the whole idea around why we want to know what to expect on our journey is so that we don't get knocked off our pivot when life be happening. So we want to make sure that we still stay the course, even when things look funny, even when we're getting knocked upside the head, we have to be able to stay the course and to see the assignment through. So God's original intent for prosperity was for his people's journey. <laughs> Okay. And prosper means to move forward, to break out, to come, to um, come mightily and to be caused to be profitable. Okay. So a way that we can determine, we mentioned last week about some of us may be in a dungeon season still when God intends for us to already be out of there, while some of us were in the dungeon, but we're too focused on when God is going to bring us out. And so a way to determine whether you're in a dungeon um, whether you're in the dungeon and God still needs you to be in that place, or if you're in the dungeon and it's because you've been disobedient, really, you need to be getting up out of there by now is 
are you prospering in this place? Because even in the dungeon place that we're in, we should see some evidence of prosperity. Now, not in the way that we that we may only be thinking of prosperity, but we should see some sort of evidence of prospering. If our heart is in the right posture, we should be able to see in some way if we're prospering. Remember, Joseph is still a prisoner, but you can see that the Lord made it to made the things that he touched to prosper still. But he's in alignment with his assignment. He's right where he's supposed to be. So another example of this would be in Proverbs 10, 22. It said the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. So rich here doesn't mean money. Rich just means accumulate and grow. So in Hebrew, rich means accumulate and grow and addeth no sorrow to it. So as you're evaluating the season that you're in, where all things may be crashing and, and it's basically with sorrow, you know, basically with no toil. So if you're looking at, if you're looking at the season that you're in, if you're in the blessing of the Lord, which we know that if you are in alignment with the assignment that God has called you to, he has already sent the blessing out. The blessing is already out before you. The provision is already made. The example is in, um, is in Genesis with Adam and Eve. He said he blessed them, then told them to be fruitful and multiply. So he blessed them, then gave them the assignment. So the blessing is already out there. So if you are in alignment with your assignment, the blessing is already there. And it says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. So this is indication of how we can determine, am I in God's alignment or, or am I, or, or in, I'm sorry, I'm getting too excited. Or am I in <laughs> my own will? So this is how we can determine that. You should see, there should be something prospering or growing around you, not necessarily not necessarily your money or or things like that. You got to look from the extent that while Joseph was a prisoner, he was learning humility. While he was a prisoner, he was learning diligence. While he was a prisoner, he was learning dependence on God. He was waiting on the Lord. He wasn't in there complaining. He wasn't in there talking about how things weren't fair. He wasn't doing that. He was in a heart. He had a heart posture still to serve even there. Okay. So the next thing, so the next thing would be that we should expect to be brought out hastily. Okay. So as I mentioned, while you're in this dungeon season, we aren't going to focus on the time. We aren't going to focus on that. We're going to focus on serving. We're going to focus on getting out of this time, what God intends for us to get out of it. But we aren't going to focus on time. Joseph in total was, it was 13 years that he didn't went from his brothers throwing him in, in the pit and selling him into slavery from him getting a job at Potiphar's house and then being thrown back into prison. Like this is 13 years. So we aren't going to focus on how long it's going to be because that's, that's not our decision. Like God is going to, God is going to move when he's going to move. But what we can expect on our journey is that when it's our time to come up out of that dungeon, it will happen suddenly. Okay. Genesis 41, 14 said they brought him out hastily. Okay. Hastily. So that is why we have to be prepared. If you stay ready, you ain't never got to get ready. 
So he told them up in there. He told them the interpretations of the dream, told the cupbearer, don't forget me. What the cupbearer do? Forgot him. So yet again, some more unfairness for Joseph. <laughs> like, really, dude? You had one job. So Tom goes on, cupbearer out there living his life. He finds like, oh, yeah, there was a dude in prison who told me about my dream. Joseph was prepared. <laughs> he was prepared. Then you look at Genesis 41, 4, um, that he, was, um, he had shaved himself and changed his raiment. So shaved in Hebrew means to lay waste. Raiment is clothes or presentation. So when you come up out of this dungeon place, you can expect a new appearance. God has made you new. Remember, a dungeon is an underground prison cell at the bottom of the castle. But when God is ready to bring us out of this dungeon, in this dungeon time, we will have laid waste all the things he had to get that pride up out of you, that selfishness up out of you. He had to get those things up out of you, gave you a new appearance. You look like him now. You look ready to represent him now. When he brings you out, suddenly you will have a new appearance. Mm -mm -mm. expect to be made new now in this shift what else you can expect is another opportunity to dishonor God it's an opportunity to fall to pride right before God is about to take you to that next level that you've been waiting to get out the dungeon on there is an opportunity for you to fall to pride There is Genesis 41, 16, after Pharaoh, um, after Joseph comes in to meet Pharaoh and he's like, oh, I hear you the guy that, that, that can do uh, what nobody else around here could do. You're the one who could tell me about my dreams. And Joseph immediately gave honor to God. It is not me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. He could have been, yeah, it's your boy. <laughs> I'm here. What you need. You know what I'm saying? Like he finally free. He could have been feeling himself. Many of us get to feeling ourselves when we finally get to the place. Oh, I deserve this. I worked hard for this. I was grinding for this. Be careful when it's about that time, when he moves you, when he moves you hastily and you're about to go to that next level, beware of pride. Proverbs 16, 18 says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty, haughty spirit before the fall. This is referring to arrogance. So you will have another opportunity, just like before, after, after intention follows disruption and an opportunity to dishonor God in private. Now you have an opportunity to dishonor God in public. Don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. And then the best part, the part that we've been waiting on, <laughs> the part that we've been waiting on is that we can expect to rule over our assignment. This is what you can expect on your journey when you're living within God's will. Genesis 41 41, I have set thee over the land of Egypt. 13 years, remember, all of this mess, unfairness after unfairness, all of that. 
to get to, I have set thee over the land of Egypt. He was now second in command. Remember the scripture from Matthew 25, 23. You have been faithful over a few. I will make you ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Joy here means cheerfulness and glad delight. The scripture says he'll give you beauty for ashes. He know what you're going through. He know what it felt like. We just got to keep seeing it through on what he has called us to do. We have to keep seeing it through and understanding who we are in his kingdom. We are children of the most high God, not just a high God. We are children of the most high God. Okay. As we yield to him as our king, we understand that he has made us king or queen over the assignment and the dominion that he has given us. So we can expect that as I yield to him, my assignment yields to me. I can expect that. But where we mess up is we try to get in the place of God, trying to dictate and control when things are going to happen and how they're going to happen. But that's not our place. We have to serve. We have to continue to serve. We have to stay at his feet. We have to keep our minds and our eyes on the assignment and not the situations around it. This is how we stay rooted. He never intended for us to stay in the dungeon. Never intended. Okay. So let's recap everything and go back over how we practically use this. So we know that with intention, disruption will follow and we will have the opportunity to disobey or dishonor God in private. We know that we will be put in a prison or a dungeon season, but we are still in the kingdom. We're just at a lower place in the kingdom. And that the purpose of this prison is to learn diligence, humility, and we should expect to serve. And as we keep our heart posture in a position to serve, we will see and unlock the favor that God will have on us, even in this prison or this dungeon season. We still have to be willing to obey and serve and love. But when it is time for God to move and transition us, it will happen suddenly. So don't focus on the time. You focus on the assignment. You focus on the season that you're in. And when he brings you out, you will be made new. You will have laid waste to the things that could not go to your promised land. You will have laid waste to it and you will be made new. But before he puts you in that position, do not fall to pride. Because you will be presented with an opportunity to now dishonor or disobey him in public. But then he will allow you to rule over your assignment. And why this is helpful? This is helpful to endure the journey. Because there are going to be some things on this journey. You're going to experience death. On this journey, you're going to experience sickness. You're going to experience loss. You're going to experience troubles and trials and tribulations. But when you know, when you know what God has called you to do, you can stay the course in this situation that looks bad won't divert you from still seeing it through on your assignment. 
It just looks bad right now, but you now know, hmm, what season am I in, God? Which way do I need to be praying? How do I need to prepare myself? What do I need? What weapons do I need in this season? All of those things so that you can know what to expect and you will see these patterns continually in scripture. Look at David, look at Nehemiah, like continue to see these patterns and find these patterns. Okay. But don't stay in that dungeon place. Don't stay in that dungeon place. I really hope this blessed you how it blessed me. If it blessed you, let it bless somebody else. Don't keep this goodness to yourself, okay? And do me a favor, leave me a review, rate the show, subscribe so you can be notified when the next episodes come out. And again, ladies, if you are looking for a community of women to band together with, to truly grow in your walk, to truly grow in scriptural understanding, then join us at womenwhowillministries.org. I will see y'all next time.